Entrepreneurs Over 40, Episode 31 with Katherine Kirk talking about her invention, the coffee bullet. I just get tickled every time somebody writes a review and they say, I love it, or I wish I had come up with this idea. It's very encouraging on the days when you don't know for sure if you're doing it right and you get a review and someone loves it. It makes you feel really good. You're listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40, the show for somewhat mature entrepreneurs and side hustlers. And now your host, Greg Mills. Our guest today is a thrifty, determined, and coffee-loving Colorado mother of four and grandmother of seven. She is proud to be able to say that she is a Colorado native and that her product is 100% made in the USA. She knows that her tested and proven effective product has solved the problem of filter collapse, simplifying the lives of coffee drinkers everywhere. Hers is a simple solution that makes a better cup of coffee and improves your day. Without further ado, Catherine Kirk. Now, right after we started, we had approximately 10 minutes of connectivity hell and lost part of the interview. Isn't technology wonderful? I believe that I can paraphrase everything, though. Catherine came up with the idea for the coffee bullet at the same time she was struggling with leukemia. She said that focusing on creating the coffee bullet gave her a purpose and helped her continue her wellness journey. As you'll learn throughout the interview with Catherine, focus is very important to her. She went on to tell me the following facts regarding coffee. Amazingly, 2.25 billion cups of coffee are consumed globally every day and approximately 750 million paper filters are used each day in automatic drip coffee makers. The biggest disadvantage to using paper filters in automatic drip coffee makers is they collapse causing the coffee grounds to overflow into your coffee pot and even worse, overflow onto your counter. The coffee bullet stops this problem permanently and saves you time and money. Permanent filters seem like a great alternative to paper filters, but they must be washed and you get that sludge at the end of your cup and your cream, which is yucky. But more importantly, permanent filters do not filter any of the diterpenes, which are oily compounds that have been linked to increased cholesterol levels in the human body. One marvelous advantage of choosing paper filters when brewing coffee is the ability to reduce the risk of coffee-related cholesterol increase. It seems incredible, but coffee can increase cholesterol levels. In fact, according to researchers, one diterpene called cafestol has been found to be the most potent cholesterol-elevating compound identified in the human diet. In tests, nearly all coffee-related cholesterol rise for both total and LDL was linked to unfiltered coffee. Fortunately, diterpenes are oily substances and stick to the paper filter, allowing very few to escape into your coffee pot. Paper filters filter diterpenes, giving you one more bit of control over your cholesterol levels. All right, now we can pick back up with Catherine discussing the process of how she invented the coffee bullet. I had a lot of things to drive me uh, along in the process. I started out, I made myself a prototype to start testing it, and it worked. Okay, how did you create uh, that? 
was very simple, really. I found some plastic that I used and kind of cut it into the shape that I wanted it to be. Filed it down and got it ready to go. I started testing it and it was close to the size. And then I found out I needed to have a CAD file. Well, I'd never heard of one. I had had no idea. And every single step of the process was like that for me. I didn't know what it was. So I started researching on Google, everything I looked up on Google to see what a CAD file was, who could make it, who could do it in my tight budget, and found an amazing person who helped me. All the way through, I've met really wonderful people who I have learned from, who have helped me. They would be talking to me and I would be writing as fast as I could because I didn't know what they were talking about. And then I'd get off and I'd start researching what it was. And a CAD file is just basically a computer-aided drawing that is usually 3D so that when you go to a manufacturer, they have something to work with. So I found that and I got that. And then I needed to be able to get a 3D print of it to make certain that my drawing, because I had a drawing of it, then I needed to make certain that it was going to work at the size and everything that it came out to be. Okay. I started all of it in 2017. Okay. I was diagnosed the end of December, and by 2017, I really needed focus. So in my mind constantly was I needed to focus, focus on the target, focus on my goal, focus on what I was doing, focus on learning every step. So I actually started calling around and I found this wonderful man at a university and he made me a 3D printing for my CAD file. And I took it home and tested it and it wasn't quite right. So back to the CAD file and we adjusted it and I drew it out the way we needed it to be a little differently. So then I went back and spoke to the man at the university again, and and, uh, he printed me another one, another 3D print for it. It was just right. So I tested it some more. And at the same time, I started to look for information on patenting the idea, what to do, how to do it, Found a very wonderful attorney who worked with me on on doing the patent. Then I realized that I needed to have a name. That was quite a process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took me a long time. I think I had three pages. I, I took coffee and filter and fix. And I started finding synonyms of the words and putting them together in all different ways. Page after page. I drove my kids nuts. I, I drove everybody. I was, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? The bottom line was it was the focus that I chose the name for mm-hmm. because I kept thinking. My son, if you see in the background, is an army ranger, was an army ranger. He went through focus and training. My other son put himself through college and focused. And my daughter's One is a single mother of three teenagers. One is married with four kids and running her own business. They all focused. 
they all do different kinds of target shooting or some kind of something. And I kept thinking about a target. What was my target? It was to fix this problem. It was to make my kids proud, my grandkids proud. It was to take aim. I started thinking, take aim, take aim. What do you take aim at? A target, a target. Take aim at a target. Take aim at that bullseye and don't stop until you hit it. And so coffee, 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 bullet, coffee, bullet, take aim at coffee filter fix. Okay. And that's that's what my end, end was, was coffee bullet, take aim at coffee filter fix. Okay. It seems like a natural would have been groundskeeper. Yeah, it was my first idea. And I had a really big struggle stepping away from that. But there was another person who used it for something. And so I needed to start all over. That's where the three pages of names came because once I had picked one that I liked, it was hard to budge away from it. Um, But it had to be mine. It had to be original. And um, what I kept thinking of was the focus is what am I really doing? I'm trying to focus on something productive so that I don't focus on things that are not productive. Mm -hmm. And I just kept seeing this target that I had to focus at. And so that it just evolved into finally the coffee bullet. I think the coffee bullet's a great name. I was joking there because Catherine had told me in a prior call that she had come up with the name of the groundskeeper. Yeah. That's that was a pretty good name. Perfect. No, I think the coffee bullet's perfect. It turned out to be because I had to focus so hard and I really wanted it made in the United States. I had a lot of people that I reached out to say, you can make it cheaper in other countries. You can make it, you know, more available. It'll be uh, better made. They'll be able to do it quicker. I didn't find that to be true. I found it to be more expensive. I I didn't do a lot of looking into it because I just wanted it made here. And I did it all in Colorado since I'm a native. I was fortunate enough to find everything to be done here. And I kept it local. I kept it with people that were very helpful to me, people that were hard workers, honest, always willing to take an extra minute and talk to me, just be very helpful. So I liked giving them the business. I think we're finding out now that with the shipping disaster that's happening on the West Coast, stuff from China is not so cheap anymore. No, no, it's not. I'm from here mm-hmm. and I just wanted it local. So. so then I had to go forward and choose a material that would be safe for food, safe and not melt when the heat hit it. It had to be able to, you know, go up to certain degrees with the water being hot. What was that roughly? It's right around 150 boiling, just under boiling. They say you shouldn't put boiling water through coffee because it isn't as effective and that it, it changes different things about it, changes the flavor so it's better to keep it just under boiling still it has to get pretty hot to enjoy your cup of coffee 
So are you manufacturing and selling the coffee bullet yourself? I don't manufacture it. I have a manufacturer that's in Grand Junction. I, okay. I got them all manufactured in kind of one big lump. So I have a little pile of them here that I go through and send them out as quickly as I can. The, the next idea I had to come up with was packaging. You know, the crazy thing is I had this simple little idea and I never knew there would be so many steps mm-hmm. to go from being annoyed with the filter collapse to actually having a product that would be able to be marketed and put out for people to use. Did you ever try to license it? I haven't yet, but I want to, I, I, it's another new process. I have to learn how to do. Okay. I I would love to license it and have someone else possibly do the manufacturing and take it over and do that. I would love to. Okay. It's just another process for me to learn how to approach. I have to learn kind of how to do like what they call an elevator pitch, Mm -hmm. where if you were closed in an elevator for just a few floors with someone, what would you say quickly enough to sell it? That's another one of my next steps. Yes, I would love to license it. Then I had to come up with a, a logo. I had to come up with packaging coloring. I went through different colors, trying to decide what was the most catchy color. What did I like the best? Mm-hmm. I thought about red because of the target. And I didn't end up going with it though. I ended up going with green. Okay. And the packaging was very helpful. I found another woman who helped me to design different ideas. I would give her ideas. She would come up with different little things. We played with it. We moved it around on the box. I I had thought about not putting it in a box and having it just hang from a ring. Mm -hmm. I I had all my first little homemade packages, (laughs) you know, my, my counters, my table, everything was covered with these ideas and drawings. It was a lot of work, but it saved me. It it did. It saved me. It saved my mental peace of mind because 24-7, I was thinking about what was the next thing to do? What would be a good logo? What would be a good line? Like take aim at coffee filter collapse. Mm -hmm. That's what I was trying to do. And so it fit it perfect. And so... The packaging was next. Then I had to come up with a website. And that was another job because I had to figure out what to put on each page. How did I want it to look? What would draw customers to it? Still learning that. Mm -hmm. Marketing Mm -hmm. and sales is another step. Every step is something new. I had done sales and marketing with my stained glass company, but it was like cold calls. I would call everybody that did glass and find out home builders and glass companies who wanted sandblasting, who want, but this is different. You just can't call people on the phone and say, Hey, do you want to try my product? It doesn't work that way. So I had to learn social media. I found an amazing person 
to build my website. Marcus Jeffrey, he's amazing. And then had to start figuring out how to do social media, how to get followers, how to get people to be interested um, in in the product. I have all five stars. What would you say your biggest or your best social media platform is? Well, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Facebook, I don't really get on. I I never really get on it. So those two. eBay, I put on on, it onto eBay. They sell on eBay. And most of the people that I have asked who have purchased it have said, and I don't know that they're finding me on the the, uh, social media. Instagram is probably my, my best, but... Um, the ones that find me say that they Google the problem. They Google how to fix the coffee filter collapse. It's kind of funny. Some have tried scotch tape, which to me seems like that might make your coffee kind of yucky. Turning them inside out, making them wet, and and you just don't need to do all that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You just don't need to. With my product, it never fails. I've even taken the... uh, filter and crumpled it up so that it was just a complete mess, put it in, drops my product in it, and it still always stays up. Yeah. It now, completely fixed. Now, are you on Amazon or on YouTube? I am not on Amazon. I am on YouTube. Um, when I was first launching, I did a program that was called Fast TV Network. Okay. And they did a commercial for me at the Indy 500. And the problem with it is I was on their shows, but I didn't find out until after the fact that people have to see it over and over and over and over, usually with their shows. Mm -hmm. They're on there to see the show. So this little bleep of a commercial wasn't enough to generate really, really many sales. When it started to generate sales was just simply, I think, posting enough to get my algorithm, they say, up to where people found me when they searched how to stop the coffee filter from collapsing. And that's where most of my sales come from. Yeah, I could see YouTube being a pretty good method of introducing it to people, just having a video or videos out there introducing it and going over the features. Right. I probably need to do some more of those. It's been a lot of work, for sure. Um, advertising and marketing is is still my next new project, how to get it out. It's not like I can put a, a, a TV commercial on. They're right. pretty expensive. That would maybe make a difference. And even that, now that I've learned... It takes people seeing it over and over and over mm-hmm. to to really go, yeah, I think I really want to find that. Yeah. Alan Beckley, uh, one of our previous guests, had said that he had that experience with his uh, product, The Wonder Wallet, that Direct Response TV showed it over and over and over. And people bought off of that. But those that didn't buy it, they ended up going out in the stores and they would see it and they'd go, oh, hey. That's the Wonder Wallet. I saw that. I wonder right. if that would work, and they'll buy it. 
but it was yeah. just getting it into the minds of people, of consumers. So Sure, because we're all busy. Yeah. You, you see it and you think, oh, I want that. And then your day goes on and you forgot you saw it. By the end of the day, you have to see things a few times or, you know, catchy jingle, something like that kind of keeps it going. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting my utility patent for all sizes. I got it trademarked. The, the name is trademarked. And I have my website. And little by little, I just keep learning. I, I have a very strong belief that you just keep taking one step after another and you stay focused and never, ever, ever give up. No. So that's my motto. I was recently, I was Robert Bear wrote my story in his book, and that was a real honor. It, I, I was honored to be not only in his book, but I was honored to be um, one of only 7% of the sole inventors that are women. I just never knew that. And, so that was very yeah. exciting. That's another big factor. A lot of inventors never make any money off of their products. Right. It's definitely work. And there's times when you try something and you think, oh, it doesn't work. Or you post and you don't get likes and you see someone else post something and they get (laughs) 3,000. So there's times where you just think, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just kept going. I just kept going and going. So going back to the packaging, how did you get a uh, barcode? I had to go and find out how to do that as well and how to purchase one and how to get it so that it would work on mine. Um, I I just went, researched, research, research. That's Mm -hmm. all I can tell anybody if you have an idea. Go to any means you have to, to research and figure out how you get the barcode, take notes. I've got three or four notebooks full of just notes. I just kept trying. And really there's answers out there for everything. This is the coffee bullet. So it's very simple, which is how my mind works. And I wanted it simple because who wants to have a problem and then have to make it more difficult to fix it, right? Right, and pre-coffee, we're not exactly at our best. Here's my coffee pot, okay? Mm -hmm. So what you do is you put your filter in. I'm just going to take the basket out. Okay. So so you've got your basket. Mm -hmm. Put your coffee in there. Then you take your coffee bullet and you set it on top. It's not exactly on top, but it's at the top of the filter, okay? See, to me, you may not even need to be selling this yourself. This may be more of a tie-in with like a coffee pot manufacturer like Bun or some of the other coffee pot manufacturers. You know that the coffee filter was invented by a woman. Really? Yeah, a lot of women have invented a lot of things, but the coffee filter itself was invented by a woman. And so... The fix for it was too. So yeah, it's very simple. You just drop it in there and uh, that's it. Then when you're done, you take it out, wash it, and it's ready for the next time. I'm just wondering if this product should be included 
with with your coffee pot. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. That might be your licensing play right there. For, well, if there's any coffee people. makers out there that would like to talk to me, I am ready to talk. <laughs> yeah, we'll have you in the show notes. But have you read anything like Stephen Key's One Simple Idea or any of Brian Freed's books? I have. In fact, I, I just recently did a little bit of an interview with Brian Freed, and I joined his inventors group. We are doing a few things together, and a and very nice man as well. Yeah. yeah. I have just met people that have been helpful, encouraging. A lot of people are at different levels of inventing. They haven't got their CAD file yet, or they don't quite know which direction to go. I totally understand that because it takes a lot of work to do it. This is 2021. Really, I'm still working on it since 2017 is when I started. So it's a long process, a lot more than I ever would have thought. Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning... Well, I just needed it. I needed it for me, but I don't know if I'd have known everything I had to do when I first started, if it would have almost felt like too much because there are a lot of steps to get your idea from here to here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's huge. I had a wonderful family who stood behind me and encouraged me. They talked to me late nights when I was up working on it and throwing ideas out, giving me ideas, looking at my design for the box. What do you think of this one? What do you think of that one? I pestered everybody. And I was fortunate to have a really good team of people behind me. So what has inventing this meant for you personally? And how has it changed your life? It, it sounds like it's brought something for you to, to focus on. I learned so much. And you can never have knowledge taken from you. Mm-hmm. Along with the focus that took me from my fear to something productive, I learned over and over and over something new all the time. And that knowledge, even just going over it, Before I talked to you, I was like, wow, there really was a lot of stuff I learned. And that'll never be taken from me. Knowledge is one thing that you can't lose. Hopefully, it stays within you. Pride in the fact that I had an idea and I was able to stick to it and not give up. There were a few times where I thought, I don't think I can learn that. I think that's above me. And then I would say, listen to what you just said to yourself. So then I would start again the next day. At the same time, uh, I have both lupus and leukemia. So at the same time, as I was fighting those things, it gave me something to feel good about when I didn't always feel good. It gave me more strength of my willpower when I was sometimes not feeling well, and I would be able to research. I think it changed some of my own self-respect because I was able to show my kids 
and my grandkids that grandma can still do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Their thoughts of me, they're everything to me. So it, that made me feel proud that I could do that and that I didn't give up. The times when I felt like I wanted to, and there were some times when I just thought, I don't know how to do this. I'm not smart enough. All the little things, all voices in our heads oh, no. that, you know, that we have. We can all do anything we want to do. We just have to get back up when we fall down. That was my goal, to just keep taking that next step, whatever, how tiny. I had to do it in tiny pieces because there were a lot of steps. And so sometimes those tiny pieces were all I could consume at that moment. And sometimes that was too much. So I would step back and I would go back over what I'd done and I would say, hey, you did this. So why can't you do this? Just keep at it. And like I said, I had, I met wonderful people that encouraged me, pushed me along. And I think just finding a little bit of self-confidence, we all have to work on it. I still have to work on it. I still have work on this to do, but I'm, I guess I'm just normal. I'm just a normal person like anybody else. I, I'm a mom, I'm a grandma, I'm, I did my first business, and I did this, and I'm just normal. I'm, I'm just a normal, everyday person like anybody else with no degree, no brilliance, just determination. And I think that for someone else out there that has an idea, I would say, don't give up on it. Now, do you have any ideas for more products to invent or what's next for you? What's next? Trying to figure out how to license this and get it in front of more people because when people see it and you use it, they love it. Like I said, I have all five star. If you go to my website is coffeefilterfix.com and I have all five star ratings People have been very kind to write reviews, uh, Been, which is, that does more for me than anything. I just get tickled every time somebody writes a review and they say, I love it, or I wish I had come up with this idea. It's very encouraging on the days when you don't know for sure if you're doing it right and you get a review and someone loves it. It makes, makes you feel really good. It's been a long process, but each step has been an accomplishment. And when I look back over it, it, uh, it makes me feel good that I didn't give up. That I kept going and, and kept taking aim and focusing on, on whatever that very next little step was. If there's any other inventors out there or any other people who have ideas and they wonder what to do. They're welcome to reach out and ask me questions. I'll answer anything. I, that's how I learned. It was asking people who had done it, asking people who knew whatever it was that I was trying for. And okay. sometimes I got answers. Sometimes I didn't get answers, but I would be happy to share anything with anyone because that's what you do. You pass it forward. 
Let's get ready to wrap this up. What's the best way for somebody to check you out or to contact you? My email is uh, coffeefilterfix at outlook.com. My phone number is 720-938-3800. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Those are my main two. And I'm on eBay. I sell it on eBay. They can reach out to me anyway. I would answer any questions anyone has. Okay. What's the number one piece of advice that you can give for our listeners? Never give up. Never, never, give up. ever, ever give up. Just, just don't do it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep taking that next step. If it has to be a tiny step, that's okay. If you have to crawl, crawl. Whatever it takes, just keep going. Just keep after it. You can do anything you set your mind to. I believe that. You can find her and the Coffee Bullet both at coffeefilterfix.com. That's a wrap. Thank you, Catherine, for being a guest on Entrepreneurs Over 40. Thank you. If you'd like to leave feedback on this episode or suggest a guest, you can reach me at eo40show at gmail.com. That's eo40show at gmail.com. Next week on Entrepreneurs Over 40, we'll have on Connie Inukai talking about her invention, the tip and split, as well as write your selfie. Don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss it or any other episodes. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40. Check us out at entrepreneursover40.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory.